Good morning. Welcome. We're so glad you could join us this morning for Family Worship Center Online, our, our third go at this now. So I got something special for you today. We've all been talking and planning this, and uh, my whole family is involved with it today, and I, I'm just excited about this. And I hope that you all will just join in with us as we worship and study God's Word. Uh, we're going to open up first thing this morning with, with a little bit of worship. We're led by my daughter, Brianna. I'm going to have her get her guitar and minister to us in song. So, Brianna, why don't you go ahead and, and get that? This song is called Build My Life by Pat Barrett. And I pray that you're blessed by it. Open 
Father, we thank you that you are holy and you are worthy and that your name is above every other name, Lord. So we, we take this time just to stop and praise you for who you are and thank you that um, you have let us come and have this time of praise and worship with you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you all were blessed by that. Thank you so much, Brianna, for ministering to us in, in song. Just a few announcements before we go to the Word of God. Um, our services, uh, as they stand, you know, the governor has shut everything down in the state at least until April 3rd. Uh, but all indications point to that being extended. We don't know for sure, but they... You know, we just need to be ready for it. it. It may be that we have to continue doing this for a few more weeks. Um, we will take direction from the state and local officials uh, on what they tell us that we need to be doing as long as that direction makes, makes sense. And so far it has made a lot of sense based on the numbers. There are confirmed cases in Paris, Lamar County of community spread of this virus. and. That's a, that opens up a whole new can of worms. Um, so we just need to be ever vigilant and ever careful. And I, I just I pray that you will join us in that and uh, still maintain connectivity socially and, and spiritually connected while we have to be physically separated. We'll keep you updated on uh, what we plan to do, what our plans are through the normal channels, Facebook, our website. Uh, we'll be making phone calls you know, as, as we know more information, as things, as things change. Um, we did hear from Donna Russell about Tom's surgery. It, it, everything went well. He is at home and he is recovering. So we praise God for that. And we certainly thank you all for your prayers. Uh, last night, a few of our worship team members gathered to, to record some music for us. You know, it's important that, you know, I've talked about those rhythms of worship where, it's, where we read and pray and, and sing. Paul said we need to be singing spiritual songs. And so they gathered to record some of our, our worship songs that we sing, and we'll be working to incorporate those into a future broadcasts. Again, we're just trying to make the most and be diligent and be, be fruitful and be productive in this environment where everything seems to be needing to shut down. We still want to be about God's business and doing the kingdom business and keeping us connected as a family because that's, that's so very important. We are the body of Christ, and that is... A connection is, is so important in that. So um, I, I just want to say thanks to those guys for coming up and doing that. And I, I know that you'll be blessed by it in the, in the weeks to come. So today is a little different, as you can see. I've got the whole family here. And, you know, we are all school district people. My wife and I both work at the school district. My daughters are students. And there are a lot of businesses that are shut down, people who can't go to work, we've been told to stay home, schools are shut down. So we have suddenly found ourselves with a whole lot of downtime. And I thought it would be, we were talking about this uh, yesterday, and I thought it would be nice to hear from a young heart on this. So Michaela is going to be ministering to us. The word we've worked on this together we've all discussed this and looked at the scripture what does the scripture say so before we go to the word michaela i'm going to pray for you and i want to pray for all of the people listening that god would minister to us and that he would open our hearts and minds to hear what the scriptures would have to say so if y'all pray with us again i know we pray a lot but my house shall be called a house of prayer so let's just go to the lord right now father god we thank you so much once again for your holy word and i thank you for children 
who you have given me, who you have blessed me with, that are willing to join with me in ministry. God, I pray right now that that you you just lay a special grace on my daughter Michaela as she ministers, as she speaks your truth and your gospel. Lord, your gospel is timeless, and the truths in it are forever and amen. And you can use old hearts, and you can use young hearts to bring it to us. So I pray right now for everyone that is listening, everyone that is watching, that you open our hearts to receive your timeless truth from a young heart. We praise you, Father. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, Michaela, why don't you take it away, baby girl? Okay. So these are weird times. As you know, schools are out, businesses have shut down, and we can't gather in groups of 10 or more. We're supposed to limit our trips to stores, and we've been in kind of a semi-lockdown for about two weeks now. And all indications are that we will likely be in this state for several weeks to come. And all of a sudden, a lot of us have found ourselves with a whole lot of downtime. And if you're like us, you may be wrestling with what to do during all this downtime. And I don't know about you, but in our home, we're having to battle against idleness because the great temptation is to just pass the time by doing nothing. And it's just like Dad said last week, uh, we still have to be so reminded and vigilant even, and maybe especially during our downtime. My dad said there's an old expression that goes like this, idle hands are the devil's workshop. So even though many of us have more downtime on our hands, we have to be very careful that we don't become physically, mentally, or spiritually idle. We need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. We were looking up scriptures that talk about idleness and one particular passage stuck out. The Bible has a lot to say about idleness and laziness, but this passage seems to really drive the point home. 2 Thessalonians 3, 6-15 now I command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you have received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we are not idle when we were with you. Nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor we worked night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have that right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him, that he may be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Now, those are some pretty harsh words for people who are idle, but Paul isn't talking about just any idle person. He's talking about Christians who have become idle. And this is just like the situation in 1 Corinthians 5 where Paul addresses the church about their immorality. He said, you can't call yourself a Christian and still do these things. You make the gospel of Jesus Christ and his church look like a lie. And this is where it's really struck home for us because we are Christians and that means that Paul is talking to us here and warning us about becoming idle. And so Paul clearly feels that Christians who are idle are deadly and dangerous. So because this applies directly to any of us who are Christians, we need to understand what Paul is saying. So how do we define idleness? According to the dictionary of the Bible terms, idleness is laziness, unproductiveness. And Webster's dictionary says the exact same thing. Idleness is laziness and unproductiveness. But don't confuse idleness with rest. God commands a day of rest, and rest is like an end. It's a reward for all your hard work. 
It's a time to stop and say, God, I lean on you. Idleness, on the other hand, is refusing to work. In the scripture that we read a minute ago, I think there are two main reasons that idleness is so dangerous for Christians. And they both come from one word that Paul used. In verse 9, he says, It was not because we do not have that right, but to give to, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. That word, example. What example are we following? And what example are we setting? That's where I think the main danger is for Christians who allow themselves to become idle. It becomes sinful. Jesus told us what example that we had to follow. He said to take up your cross and follow me. Jesus himself was following an example. In John chapter 5, he said the son only does what he sees the father do. And in 1 Corinthians 11.1, Paul says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So follow my example as I follow Christ. Or follow Christ like I follow Christ. And reason number one why idleness is so dangerous and simple for a Christian is that in being idle, we are not following the right example. We must follow the right example. Again, look at what Paul says in verse 7. He said, For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you. Paul goes through a lot of trouble in this passage to show how he was not idle and to remind them of the example that they should be following. If you're being lazy and just lazing around all day, then you're being idle, and you are not following the right example. This is more than just physical idleness, though. The first commandment is that we love God with all of our body, and all of our spirit, and all of our mind. We need to avoid idleness in all of those areas. Even in this time when many of us are physically restricted because of the quarantine, we should still find ways to be more active and productive in our hearts and minds. Remember the parable of the talents? The master gave three of his servants some money, and two of them took it and invested it. They made the most of the opportunity and the resources that the master had given them, and so he rewarded them. He said, well done, my good and faithful servants. But the other one, he didn't do anything with what his master had given him. He took his money and he buried it. He was idle with it. He wasted the resources and opportunity that his master had given him, and he was severely punished for it. He was cast into outer darkness. This parable addresses all three of those areas, physical, mental, and spiritual. The servants had to be physically active in work um, of managing their master's money. They had to be mentally active in making the right kinds of investments to earn back a return. And they had to be spiritually active in their love for their master and their desire to increase his kingdom. The secondary danger is that idleness sets the wrong example for others. Jesus called us to be the light for the world. When ships are out on an ocean at night, they look to the light of the stars to guide them. When you drive at night, you turn on your headlights to light your way. Jesus told us that we are the light of the world because the world is meant to follow us just as we follow Christ, in the same way that we follow the light in darkness. Idleness, whether it be spiritual, mental, or physical, has no place in Christian life because it sets the wrong example for others, especially those outside of the church. Just like in 1 Corinthians 5 with the Christians who are being immoral, it makes the Christian life look like a lie, and that is what Paul says in verse 4. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with them. Pretty strong words for the idle Christian, and the same kind of treatment that Jesus talked about in the parable of the talents. In Galatians, Paul says that a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. Basically, just a little sin corrupts the whole person. And if we are to be the light for the world, the example for others to follow, then we need to make sure that we are setting the right example. With all of that in mind, I want to give you two ways that we can battle against idleness, even when we find ourselves with a lot more downtime than we expected. Firstly, remember, all life to the glory of God. 
everything you do, eating, drinking, whatever you do, all do all of it to the glory of God. Work is godly, real work, not busy work, but work, mental work, spiritual work, physical work. Could it be as simple as getting up and doing something like decluttering your home or planting a garden? Sure. If you've always wanted to plant a garden but never had the time, guess what? Now's your chance. Get up and do it and thank God for the opportunity. Who knows how much good that might do for you and your family and for others in the weeks ahead, especially if things get out of hand and it becomes difficult to go to grocery stores and pick up supplies. Maybe you've been meaning to clean your house and declutter. Do it. Don't put it off. Be thankful that you've been giving the time to go through that closet you've been ignoring for years. I know that a lot of times we use our busyness as an excuse to not read and study the Bible. But guess what? God is giving you some extra time. He's giving you the chance to start some new godly habits, like reading the Bible. This is a great time to start new things, or rediscover your passion in other things. Now secondly, be doers of the word, not hearers only. We were created to do. In Genesis, God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and subdue the earth. We were created to do. It's part of our divine DNA. Even in times of physical distancing, we still have a divine calling to advance the kingdom purpose. Mm -hmm. And that is what this boils down to, purpose. And this makes me think about Pappy, Pastor Terry. He is physically limited. He has been for a long time, much longer than this whole coronavirus business. He can't get out, he can't go, he can't physically do much, but that doesn't stop him from doing much. He knows he has purpose in God's kingdom. He calls people to pray for them and to encourage them all the time. He can't see, so he listens to the Bible. He isn't allowing his physical restrictions to become spiritual and mental idleness. He is working in every way that he can. His eyes may have failed him, they don't work anymore. His body may have failed him, it doesn't work like it's supposed to. But his mind and his spirit are strong, and he battles idleness every day by doing what he can for God's kingdom. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of my Father. Idleness, laziness, in any area of your life is like starvation to your soul. When you are lazy, you are limiting God's purpose in your life. He cannot work through you if you are not working, and he cannot bless you if you are not blessing. Where do you find yourself in the scriptures? Do you have a lot of time on your hand? Or are you essential and busier than normal? Dad, where do you find yourself at? Oh my goodness. So I think it's a little bit of both for me. I have more time on my hands, unstructured time, but I'm also much more busy than I ever expected to be. You know, I, I work at the school district and a lot of, I, I, I manage the network and the computers for all the teachers and the students. And so now that we've done this push for online learning and I suddenly got to answer calls and, and field questions and come up with solutions for things that we've never even had to worry about. And because there's no scheduled work day now, I get text messages and phone calls and emails throughout all the day. And I find that, you know, it's really disrupted my, my Apple card. <laughs> uh, so n normally in my day, I might have a really busy morning, but by the time the morning is done, I've gotten all the issues of the day taken care of. When people come to work and they log into their computers and problems happen, they let me know. I spend my morning working through those, and then in the afternoons, I can spend my time generally maybe doing some project work or getting some things done that are maybe more long-term things I have to do. But that has not been the case over the last three weeks. It has been all day at all times of day because there's no sense schedule so I've had to really battle busyness 
You know, and with that, so don't confuse busyness, I think, is what I'm getting at, with productivity and, and actually doing real work. We can all get so busy that we forget what is important. We've even had days where we've not gotten our family Bible study done just because of the busyness that we've had, even in all this downtime. Believe me, the devil will come at you with everything he's got to fill your time with all the stuff that is not important. And we have to take, that's what this scripture is about. We must be diligent, remember last week, diligent and, and watchful and vigilant to make sure that we are doing what we need to do in the kingdom. And I know there are people, even in our own congregation, guys, who you haven't had to be downtime. In fact, you are considered an essential worker, and you've had to go to work like, like you've never had to go to work before, and it has been busier than you've ever had to worry about. And so that, that begins, that brings the question, how do you use even your busyness for the glory of God? Casey, what do you think about that? I think with busyness and with downtime, it's really the same response for the Christian is that we should be intentional in our actions, intentional in how we find God's purpose with our mind, our body, and our spirit. Um, you know, if you're busy, more busy than normal, um, you know, are you still making sure that you're not getting overwhelmed with the reports of the world? and that you're focused on the kingdom purpose. If you have more downtime on your hand, are you making sure that you're not just letting that whittle, uh, you know, whittle away and that you're focusing on how can you advance the kingdom purpose? Um, I think the Christian's response in both situations needs to be intentionally focused on advancing the kingdom, the kingdom's purpose. I think that's that's right on. And I think so, so the takeaway for all of us and the takeaway for you guys at home I think would be to really focus on what is what is God's purpose in all of this. What specifically? What example are you following, and what example are we setting? Uh, those two things are very important in the Christian life. Um, so um, we're just going to pray that you all uh, were blessed by that. I'm going to pray that we can work that into our our lives and, and begin to live differently by being very intentional about what example we're following, what example that we're setting and God's purpose in his kingdom. So baby. All right, so, you know, this is our church service for now. Um, one of the ways that we practice worshiping God in the church service is with our tithing. And even though these are different times, we can still be faithful in honoring um, God's intent of having us show him that we trust him. Um, some people, we are still getting paid. Um, uh, the schools have both um, graciously said, hey, we're still going to pay our teachers. Um, so we're able to still be faithful. Um, I know some people are um, having more, more financial struggles, but tithing is an act of honor and an act of worship for God. But he doesn't want it if you're not going to be cheerful about it. Um, Family Worship Center has a website, um, Family Worship, no, fwcchurch.com, um, and you can um, easily give your um, your tithes there. We've had several people drop it off at the church and we can pick it up. So um, I just want to encourage you to continue to be faithful in your giving, um, even if it's not as much as it normally is. Um, this is an act of worship. So um, we thank you for, for honoring God with a cheerful heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's pray and, and dismiss. Thank you guys for joining us. I can, again, I cannot wait until we can see you all again. Um, if you have any needs whatsoever, let us know. Please do not be strangers. We are here for you. The church is here for you. The, the members of the body are here for you. 
We have various ways you can get in touch with us, either through our website, through Facebook. You've all got my phone number. You can call. Um, you can text, re respond to the text message that the church sends out. Um, I get all that stuff. So um, just don't be a stranger, and please do not sit and do without if, if you have a need. We, we want to be able to help you through this time if you need it. If you need prayer, obviously let us know. We're happy to pray for you and stand with you uh, before God's throne to, uh, to plead your case. So let's pray and dismiss and... Uh, Father, we thank you for this time we've had together. Once again, I, I just thank you for this precious family you've gifted me with and for the broader family that you've given me at Family Worship Center. I know that there are precious saints, Lord, who are, are longing for the day when we can come back together and worship you together in person. But until that day, till we that day that we eagerly await, Lord, we're doing this in a different way and we're being connected through technology. What a wonderful miracle you've given us in that, to be able to connect us together even though we can't be physically connected. Father, I thank you for the word that you gave us today. And I thank you for willing, willing participants in your ministry. God, I pray that you just bless everyone that hears this word. Bless those that are watching in their homes. Keep us safe. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.